0: singing the song. Don't even. That's not happening. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Well, hey. Well, oh, hi. Hey there. Hi there. Hello oh, there. Ron's here. Yes. Ron stole my seat, so I'm, like, on the edge. But that's okay. I'm going we'll to make her comfortable. Yeah. That's what we do for rescue dogs. That's what you do. You just let them do their ding. Whatever makes them comfortable. She's that's a cool. sweet girl. We took her on a walk. She was so good. Usually she's, um, I've never had a- her walked like I've never been with her on a walk before so I don't know I just know from what Macy's told me and she's like I would take her on a walk and we'd be good
1: for a minute and something whether it was like a stationary dumpster or a car driving by like somebody pulling out their trash cans for trash day something would just cause a full-blown meltdown and she would not recover the entire walk so we would just have to go home she did so good today. So good.
0: I'm so proud. Yes she's a good girl. How's your week been? It's been good. The usual. You need to give us more detail. I'm tired of being the only one. I went to work. Oh my wow. Good for you. And then I came
1: home and I slept during the days. Okay. We recorded an episode with our friend Monique tonight. That was
0: awesome. We did. That was super awesome and we'll I think she says this episode will come out by the time that one's already out. So it's coming out the Wednesday. And ours is coming out Friday. Friday. So it'll be a couple days difference, but you guys should definitely check it out. It's a uh, Baby Shroom Art Pod, which we will um, probably post about it when she posts about it. So if you're on Instagram, you'll see when that goes live.
1: But we talked about all of our own ghost stories yeah, and creepy personal...
0: things we've experienced. And yeah. It was so much fun. Way fun i got way more creeped out than i thought i was going to <laughs> like i've heard some of macy's stories before and even like rehearing them i was still getting goosebumps it's yeah. weird it's trippy so yeah it's been a good week yes also has. welcome to who knew oh yeah <laughs> the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter yep i stole that <laughs> hopefully that's not like who do you still trademarked from? whose line is it in a way oh no okay there we're good okay how was your week? It was good. Um, I worked. I've had a lot of things to do with my other podcast, so I didn't really get a lot of sleep during the day. We've been doing a lot of presentations and stuff, and we have, um, if you're never mind, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna centralize where we're located. Um, but it's just a lot that's going on right now, and I'm I'm like aw- like so happy about it because it's crazy. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. It's uh, crazy. The dogs have been
0: having meltdowns every other day. I'm so over it. I'm <sighs> so over it. They, like, egg each other on. They're like a bunch of frat boys. They've been pooping a lot. Everywhere. Like, Castle
1: got into some... Oats. Oats. Which, oats are not bad for dogs, but... He ate a lot, lot and it just made him sh- fucking shit. Everywhere. Everywhere.
0: All the time. For th- I
1: came home from work, and we had been home, like, three hours, four hours prior Yeah. Uh, for lunch. I come home, and he's
0: literally, like, shit four or five times. And that was, like, a day or two after. Yes! So it's, like, finally still getting out of his yes. system. Like, and, a fucking oh weirdo. Gosh, it's been yeah. the worst.
1: It was rough. Anywho...
0: Uh, welcome
1: to week two, but really week three Yes. of our Hollywood series. I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a little bit shorter than the last couple, but
0: that's okay. Indeed. Um, You know, sometimes you just have this great idea of what you want to cover, and it doesn't have as much information as you had thought and mm-hmm. or hoped, but that's okay because we've got a lot of really long episodes out there, so maybe this will be a nice like, short one for those of you that don't have don't like listening to those long ones yeah which i get i feel you 100 percent, totally if i see an episode that's like three hours long i'm like oh i didn't realize i was reading a book thank <laughs> you <sighs> i don't know what kind of books like i'm read. thinking like an
1: audible book like yeah what kind of books are you reading i like children's? short books children's books okay stephen king yeah no, like 45 this hours is why i've
0: never read a fucking single stephen king book i can't <laughs> I think I started reading The Shining and I got pretty far through, but I never... The Shining is not long. We have it in there. It's like this... It's like an inch and a half
1: thick. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, anywho, I will start. So this week I'm going to be talking about the haunted and lovely Roosevelt Hotel. Yes. Are you excited? So excited. Okay. Do you know what it looks like? Nope. You would if you saw it. Okay, I'm going to look it up. So, the Roosevelt Hotel was the brainchild, basically, of several prominent film industry professionals that were active in Hollywood at the height of the 20s. This would be Douglas Fairbanks, his second wife, Mary Pickford, who was a movie star, um, a legendary movie producer named Louis B. Mayer, and the owner of the famed TCL Chinese Theater, Sid Grauman. Uh-huh. This group selected a lot directly across from the T C L Chinese Theatre as the site of their hotel, so that was already a big theater and it had a lot of foot traffic, so uh it was a really good site for the for a hotel. Okay. It cost and remember this is in the twenties, two point five million dollars to construct. Uh took nearly a year to complete construction. When it finally did debut, the hotel showcased some of the finest Spanish colonial revival architecture in the entire city. The group decided to name the hotel the Hollywood Roosevelt in honor of former U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt, and it quickly became one of the most popular um, hotels to movie stars and people who were super active in Hollywood at the time. So to name a few who've stayed there... Clark Gable and Carol Lombard uh often frequented the penthouse on the hotel's twelfth floor and spent an average of how much do you think they spent a night to get
0: the penthouse? Back in the twenties? Yeah. Like five hundred? Nope. More? Nope. Less. Yes. Ugh, why do I always overshoot it? Two hundred. Nope. A dollar. Five bucks? Five whole dollars. Fucking kidding? Which is
1: about ninety dollars today.
0: What? That's, like, a (laughs) cheap-ass hotel that you're going to get mugged at. (laughs) Um, For the penthouse? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Was it because they're stars and they got, like, a discount or something? (gasps) What? Yeah. So, funny thing about
1: them, they were not officially together at this time. Um, They had completely private meetings because Clark Gable was still married to actress Rhea Lamb. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, Shirley Temple also took her first tap dancing lessons with the great Bill Bojangles Robinsons at the Hollywood Roosevelt. Bojangles. Yep. Um, the two were reportedly practicing along the Spanish tiled steps just beyond the lobby's front door, so that's cool. Marilyn Monroe even lived at the hotel for some time during the 1940s when various Hollywood executives contracted with her to star in a whole bunch of different movies. Um, her room overlooking the Tropicana Pool on the second floor is commemorated to her, so it's called the Marilyn Suite. Oh, Um, and the pool is where she did her first ever modeling ad.
0: Oh, is that one of the pictures you sent to me? Yep. Oh my gosh, she looks so young there. I know. Good for her. Yeah. Um, the
1: hotel's greatest connection to Hollywood was its role in hosting the very first Academy Award ceremony in 1929. Um, But then in the 50s, it kind of fell on hard times because various owners were concealing a lot of the original architecture over the the course of a whole bunch of renovations, and it was just becoming less and less and less popular, changing hands a bunch of times, and just a lot of issues like that that a lot of those old hotels saw. Radisson Hotel's then bought the site in 1985, so that's 30 years of it just not really performing up to par. Yeah. 1985, Radisson buys it and began an extensive refurbishment of the entire hotel to restore it back to how it was in the 20s. I love it. So they spent close to $35 million to do that. (laughs) Um, Jesus. When was this again? I'm sorry. In the 80s. 1985 chunk of change for the 80s sure is but it's now fully owned and operated once again as an independent hotel so they're not financed by anybody good to go and they make a shit ton of money because it is totally um as it was in the 20s that's so cool super cool so today the building is among the most recognizable landmarks in downtown hollywood guests today can still glimpse some of hollywood's elite slip in and out of the hotel's various suites that's so cool. Yeah, so people still. That's really cool. Do the dirty there. Ooh, they're like I'm not <laughs> married. Um it's been designated as a Los Angeles historic cultural monument, which is dope. Uh first close historic connection to Hollywood's history, basically. Mm-hmm. And the US Department of the Interior has also identified it as a major contributing structure in the Hollywood Boulevard Commercial and Entertainment District. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Mhm. So, this shit's haunted, is it super? I would never think so, super duper, really, I'm just kidding, oh, um, so let's start with Marilyn Monroe because that's what our last episode was on, obviously, um, so she, like we said, literally lived there uh while she was first getting into modeling. um she called the Roosevelt home for two years during the forties and even shot her first magazine cover by the hotel's pool, like I told you. Um, and she would go on to become one of the biggest actresses in all of history and one of Hollywood's brightest stars in the fifties. Um, but like we talked about in the last episode, uh, she suffered from substance abuse, mental illness, and began to fall out of favor in Hollywood as she was labeled difficult to work with. She died in 1962. However, um, she appears very, very frequently at the Roosevelt. More than a few residents have reported seeing her hanging around her old room, 1,200, frequently popping up in a mirror that was eventually removed after customers were complaining about it. Um, they ended up moving that mirror into the lobby, and people still see her in that mirror, even Ooh. though it's in the lobby. They see her in the room still, so I don't know what moving the mirror did, but right. whatever. Um, Montgomery Clift is said to roam the Roosevelt as well. He's also an actor. He might have some... It might have something to do with his rocky personal life. So, according to his brother, he was bi, like, bisexual. Yeah. But at the time, um, that was pretty controversial. So, his sexuality was often discussed in the tabloids, despite his, like, serious attempts to just lay low. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In 1956... His car smashed into a telephone pole, which almost killed him and left his face super disfigured. Ah. And he survived it, but it sparked what acting teacher Robert Lewis called the, quote, longest suicide in Hollywood. my god. Cliff turned to prescription painkillers and alcohol abuse to cope with his new life and eventually... Tried to return to movies and TV, but ended up dying of an apparent heart attack in 1966 at only 45 years old. Dang. it's pretty young. That's super young. So now, his spirit is seen very often in room 928. He can be heard pacing the hallways, practicing lines, and playing his trumpet. Dang. A lot. Wow. To the point where people are like, who the fuck is playing this trumpet? Call down to the front desk, and the front desk is like, oh, yeah. That's a ghost. That's deaf a ghost. In fact, it's Montgomery Cliff, Go say hi. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll give you an autograph. Right. Um, the Blossom Ballroom is the ballroom where the first Academy Awards were held. And it apparently has a male ghost who is dressed in a tuxedo, as if he is attending that Academy Award. Uh, his ghost is said to be a man who had been nominated for an award. In this ballroom, there can often be found unexplained chilling air that moves around the room. And it's said to be 10 degrees colder than the rest of the room. Like this weird pocket that moves around. Carol Lombard, who we talked about, was hooking up with uh, Clark Gable. Uh-huh. Um. She can be seen on the 12th floor. She ended up marrying him. Um, and they stayed there during the thirties and forties. And then the pool also has ghosts. Sometimes Maryland's down there. They say that there's ghosts of like a couple of kids that run around, but there's no like
0: historical reason why that would be. Yeah. So who's to say? I but. wonder if it's like the Stanley where like there's kid ghosts there but there's been no deaths. Because it was such a cool place for kids yeah, to go. Yeah, so they maybe were like little. that's just something that yeah. when they died as an adult, or maybe as they died as a kid, they just were like, I remember that. And it was a lot of fun. I don't know. Yeah. Wanting to relive it. Yeah. Um. So, the
1: Roosevelt, without the hauntings, is an incredible hotel, just as it is, because it is such, like, a historical monument, but...
0: What are you staring at? I have to sneeze. No, it's fine. Keep going.
1: But it's also touted as one of the... Like, there aren't a ton of ghosts there, but the activity... Of the ghosts that are there is very frequent. Um, and, uh, like, the number of hotel reviews that I read from, like, TripAdvisor and Yelp and shit. Yeah. Almost all of them had some kind of haunting. That's crazy. So, if you're into hotels that we have, have a little ghosty-ghost stuff. Yeah, it was not that expensive, honestly. No. We looked at it. Um, Then this might be
0: the hotel for you if you can get a room. The only weird thing is that it's, like, an. In- Hollywood. Yeah. I just, That'd be fun. Yeah, it's just crowded. Yeah, know. but once COVID's over, everyone's <laughs> gonna flock and be like, freedom! Yeah. There's gonna be, like, a couple of months of people just... Yeah. ...going fucking crazy. Yeah. Once everything opens up again. Right. I think it
1: would be super fun to stay just because it's so... It's been restored the way it has. hmm Just a lot of history there. Because it's like we talked about in the last two episodes, like, people... Don't grow up in Hollywood. Right. People go there to become <laughs> famous, and a lot of people back then would just live in a hotel
0: so before weird. they could afford a house. That is so weird to me, but I guess I've never been put in that circumstance, so.
1: I think it was a lot more normal back then, though. Well, yeah, if you're paying $90 for a
0: penthouse, hell yeah, I would stay mm-hmm. in a fucking hotel. Yep. Can't get that nowadays. Yeah. So that's the Roosevelt. Sure, I love sweet. It. Into the haunted point. Heck yeah do you think merit why do you think marilyn stays there
1: i think when she first went to hollywood is when she stayed there and she was getting like a lot of good um press Uh, not really even press at that time because she was just modeling but remember she was on 30 plus uh ads and covers yeah so she was like at the height prior to like the movie scene Like, she was a very successful model. Yeah, but that
0: movie scene was, like, super up and down because she kept getting fired. Like, Yeah, but when she was here, it was before all that. So I feel
1: like this was a really good time in her life when she was, like, blooming with opportunity and promise. And it could only go up from there. Right. And she was probably meeting a lot of celebrities and
0: people that she wanted to be in with. So, I don't know. That's super cool. If we go, I hope we see her. Oh my god, I would die. Would you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have to so go awesome. there now. <laughs> okay, I'm just you want- kidding. <laughs> wow. What was that life insurance money? Oh my god, yeah, right. I could care less. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? Literally, just cover myself with tattoos. Because <laughs> I'll be in so much pain and misery by your oh death. Oh my god. Okay. You're like, tattoo my fucking face. I don't care anymore. I'm never going to have a life after this. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, are you ready for my story, then? Ryan's still here. I'm
1: surprised yeah. a little bit. Watch out. Watch out. go, girl.
0: Okay. So I am talking about the secret, but also not so secret, hidden tunnels, not so hidden,
1: <laughs> that are in
0: Los Angeles. Love it. Um, specifically downtown Los Angeles. Badass. Um, so in the early 1900s, the citizens of Los Angeles were already tired of the crowded streets of downtown LA, which... Like we just talked about. Did we?
1: How it would be crowded if we went and stayed there.
0: Mm. We'll just use the tunnels. Yeah, but this... Oh, I'm not doing that. (laughs) After I read this, you're not going to want to do it either. okay. But they... Apparently, I couldn't really find much of how the tunnels came to be, and this is the one thing that I found that, like, was the only one that gave a reason for why the tunnels became... So I don't know if this is true, but it's the only thing I could find. So if somebody is, like native to the area that knows the truth please hit me up because i tried and tried and tried and all i could find were lizard people in the tunnels and i'm like stop i need to know how the tunnels got there so anyways apparently the citizens of los angeles were so annoyed that they decided to burrow their own underground pathways to avoid the crowded (laughs) fucking streets um imagine being that frustrated No, no, I couldn't. Build a tunnel. No, that's it. Literally sounds so absurd, especially when I tell you even more about these tunnels. Like they were like twelve feet wide and ten feet high. So according to L.A. Times, that's enough to fit a small bulldozer. Yeah. What? The regular average people were just like da 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 da. This is basic work that I put through every day. Um, but. They had
1: this is a skilled trade. I'm learning <laughs> <right>? for this <laughs>
0: angry purpose. I mean, but around this time, this is also in like a lot of uh mining, I think, was yeah. going on, maybe. So maybe they were like experienced in digging these holes. Totally. I, I don't know. I'd I hope suppose. so. Anyways, um, back then, their purposes, um, depending on where they were or like what the person wanted to do with those tunnels, <laughs> so somewhere where you could like drive actual cars, and back in the day, like the cars were much smaller than they are now,
1: yeah, but you could drive a normal car
0: but the crowded streets <laughs> the streets of los angeles were not made like they are now for like three yeah, lanes or whatever that's true. um and so you could drive cars down there if you wanted to um you could somewhere for moving money between like financial institutions and um coroners apparently would store coroners would apparently store bodies down here when they, I guess, didn't have time to like transport the body where it needed to be, but also we'll mops just stick them underground. I don't know. I know, right? It's cold. It'll preserve it. Is it that cold? I don't though? fucking know. I don't know. Uh, but also, mobsters would do the same thing. Oh okay. So I'm wondering if the coroners would be confused and find the bodies that the mobsters hid, and the mobsters would be confused finding the coroners' bodies and just. Be like, this well, isn't this Johnny. He's got a red toe tag, but <laughs> this one's got a black. Which one's <laughs> ours? Yeah. Um, so apparently, just a lot of bodies got stored down there, and then um, I will tell you in a moment about how they were used for smuggling alcohol. Dope. Yeah. Dope um, collectively, the tunnels run an estimated eleven miles. They stretch from Spring Street and Temple to First and Grand Avenue, which is where I have my first visual representation in which you cannot see on a podcast, but I might post it on Instagram. Exhibit A. This is Exhibit A. You can see here from my uh, crude representation, Spring Street, Temple, Grand, and First. So this, which surrounds these parks, is where the tunnels started. So basically these buildings in here that I have marked have most of the entrances to the tunnels and it kind of stretches out like a spider's legs. So like the tunnels expand from out there. So we will look at that again later. But there there are a lot of tunnels. And because most of the time they were used secretively, they aren't mapped. And it's basically just known as word of mouth where these tunnels are. That's good to know. Um, as So as... <laughs> After World War II, the majority of the population shifted west. So downtown wasn't as thriving as it used to be, so uh, everybody was like more interested in moving outwards, um, which also hurt the uses of the tunnels right. and people's knowledge and everything about them. Uh, however, some of these tunnels were also forgotten because, like I said, the secrecy that was surrounding them based on prohibition. Ooh-hoo. So from 1920 to 1933, obviously alcohol was not allowed. So the tunnels still had to remain hidden. And by very, very selective people sharing word of mouth of where these tunnels were to get alcohol smuggled to the 400 estimated speakeasies that were in downtown LA at that time. That is so many. Oh my God. 400? (laughs) 400? Yeah. That's crazy to me. They liked their alcohol. I guess, I f- I didn't look up the population of LA at the time. I probably should have. That probably would have given me a better idea of. Yeah. Anyways, during this time in particular, one speakeasy sticks out a lot in a lot of my research, and that's called the King Eddie Saloon. This place has been running since the 1900s, so about the time that the tunnels were originally made, and during Prohibition, it fronted as a piano store. So, which apparently wasn't a shock to, like, law enforcement or officials that had to enforce the dry county now. They were just like, oh, this used to be a bar, but now it's a piano store, so they're clearly not doing anything illegal. <laughs> they are ju- they had to shift businesses because that's logical. Because, you know, whatever. Um, but that was one of the main... S- saloons that had a basement that was connected to the tunnels in which alcohol was smuggled and people could drink down there. Yeah. Um, But I wouldn't suggest finding the King Eddie Saloon um, because it's in the area of Skid Row and Sick. only a block away from the Cesa Hotel. Sick! So I'm going to bring you to Exhibit C. Okay, hold on. So this little area here is Skid Row. You can see it's highlighted. The Cecil Hotel is right here off of 7th and I believe that's Main. I believe so. And then the King Eddie is just like literally a block north of it. So that's crazy. And then here that I highlighted area I have is exactly the same area of Exhibit A. So you can see... Ooh, let me turn this around. You can see oh, okay. where it is in relation to where the tunnels originally right. originated from. So it's not too far away. Just far enough. So that's Exhibit C. We will refer to that probably later, I think. So I know that homeless people aren't the plague, and I know that you shouldn't just avoid them because they're homeless. Like some people do need help, and I'm glad that people help them. And I'm sure that they probably need more help than we're willing to give them as a population, but some of them don't have the best intentions. And if you are a single person going down into the tunnels in that area, they could rob you, they could kill you, they can harm you. So just, I just think it's better to be on the safe side and not go in that area, especially since based off of my sources, they said that that particular part of the tunnels where the King Eddie Saloon is, is where there's a lot of graffiti and litter and stuff like that in the tunnels. And if it's somewhere that's underground out of public site i feel like there's more of a chance of something bad happening totally so unless you're with a group of people or something like that yeah yeah like just please be cautious when entering tunnels in general yeah (laughs) but just like especially in that area just because i feel like it's more of a more of a chance for something like that to happen um so just be prepared Um, around the same time of the prohibition, the first underground transit system in Los Angeles had also been created and opened on December 1st, 1925. This subway tunnel was 4,325 feet long. So it was, was not quite a a mile Mm -hmm. and it was just, um, it had six tracks, I believe, or something like that. But basically it was just one way. Just because it was just to get you out from downtown L.A., and it saved basically 15 minutes off of travel time. So, yeah. I mean, it was it was nice, but it wasn't like subways we know now that have like 20 stops and yeah. go all over the place and yeah. stuff like that. Um, the entrances can still be found on Hill Street um, and a mile west of the intersection of 2nd Glendale Boulevard, which I will show you in Exhibit B. Okay, so this is Exhibit B. No. Yeah, again. Okay, it was so on photo, not video. That's okay. This is exhibit B. So you can see here this little highlighted square is exhibit A. So this is where everything originated tunnel-wise. This is West 2nd in Glendale, and then the other portion of it, um, Hill Street literally is right here where this little dot is. So this is the less than a mile that it would run in this, I'm assuming, straight line. Um, I don't know if it curved at all, but I just drew a straight line. Mm -hmm. And then just to give you kind of a perception here, this is um, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And if you go from here to here, it is, I believe, 11 miles or something like that. I think, oh yeah, it's right here. Oh, no, it's actually 6.7 miles. So not quite the full 11 miles that the tunnels expand total, but this kind of gives you a little bit of perspective of, like, how big that would be in perspective to, like, a larger picture. So there's that. Sick. Um, where was I? So, the cost of the subway was more than $4 million at the time it was built, which is... Are you ready for this? Yes. $76,374,306.57 today. Wow. <laughs> for oh. a subway that is is less than a mile long. <laughs> like, that's just crazy to me that it costs that much money. How much does it cost to, like, have bigger subways than that? That's crazy to me. Anyways... Um, Unfortunately, the subway closed in the 50s, and the last trolley car was brought up on June 19th, 1955, so it is now abandoned. Um, Parts of the subway are filled in, and foundations of several skyscrapers split the path in half, Um, but you can... If you want to, I don't know if this is legal or not, a lot of people have done this based off of the research I found. Like, a lot of Reddit users were like, oh, I got <laughs> down into the abandoned subway tunnels and sick bra.
1: There, I got a ticket for trespassing. Huh? Yeah.
0: Th- I don't know. There was some really <laughs> cool pictures, though. I love abandoned things, so I really, really liked seeing the pictures. It's pretty cool. If you can find your way down there, just please don't get arrested. Um, Anyways, not to fear off history too much, but this is about the time where I can start talking about... Um some of the conspiracies about the tunnels. Tcha. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1934, a miner named G. Warren Shuffolt. Sheffolt? Sheffelt. Anyways, he started digging into the middle of the city in search of a lost underground city of lizard people. Yeah. Yeah, so they aren't, like, a thing created by the internet, like I thought. I thought that it was just, like, something that, like, was a more recent idea of people being, like, conspiracies, you know, about lizard people. Apparently, we've believed in that since before the internet. So, <laughs> that just kind of blows my mind. <laughs> um, so, Warren had dug a 250-foot narrow tunnel looking for a key room that supposedly housed um, that Lizard City's underground records. I don't know how he... Oh, I what? know how he got us this information. I don't know why I was going to say, I don't know how he got this information. But basically, he thought that these records um, were, were were like tablets that were made of gold, and they had like the writings on them. So like, they weren't like paper records. They were like gold sheets of writings. I'm imagining sheets. I don't know. Um, But Warren learned about the lizard people and their existence from an elderly Hopi Indian from Arizona. That man... Stated that the Lizard People Tunnel started at the Pacific Ocean and go under what was um, then and now L.A. Uh, And Los Angeles just so happened to be the Lizard People's main home. So, like, that's where they lived uh unfortunately all the tunnels that warren made filled up with water so his search was unfortunately over to this day no one has kept up the search at least that is reported to me um just a lot of people talking about the ideas of lizards down there but nobody like going in there and digging their own tunnels again um and no one's really tried really hard to find those gold tablets which seems weird because they're probably worth a lot of money you know so back on to uh, the history. In 1951, Los Angeles mobster Mickey Cohen was on trial for tax evasion, and he was moved um, from the Hall of Justice to the federal courthouse in those tunnels for, I guess, his safety. Um, which so <laughs> he chill in a tunnel, right? Basically, for how long? No, they would just transport him. Oh, So, like, okay. anytime he was at the prison and he needed to take his uh, trials or yep. anything, they would take him to the Hall of Records, which, are you ready yes. for this? Oh, uh, no. So, if we look at Exhibit B again, you can see here that the Hall of Records is all the way down here. Oh, boy. Are you kidding Ronnie in this? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hall of Records <laughs> <laughs> is all the way down here, and then um, the Federal Building is in this little square here. That seems far. It seems far, but I mean, I guess maybe if you take, like, a golf cart, it's not too bad. Hi. (laughs) Okay. And then October 2nd, 1960, police and deputies put into plan, are you ready? Yes. Operation Midnight which is the dumbest name ever. Um, the county had just moved to what is now the hall of, hall of administration. And there was a big problem. So it was right after tax time. And many citizens at the time paid their property taxes in cash. Sick. Yeah. So these payments were still sitting in the old hall of records, which I just showed you guys for those who may or may not see the video that Macy's taking. Um, which was only two blocks away from the new location, but it was $1 billion in cash and negotiable securities that had to be moved and resecured in the new building. Just a couple blocks away. <laughs> um, so that morning of October 2nd between midnight, that's why I'm saying it's a bad name because they literally said Operation Midnight and it's starting at midnight. You know the first fucking part of a fucking operation is you don't put anything having to do with the actual operation. <laughs> Should have been Operation Noon or something, <laughs> but no. So it started at midnight, um, between midnight and 7.30 in the morning, a large group of officers and security with submachine guns, shotguns, Literally. gas grenades. Oh they were working to bring the, the goods to the new building through those tunnels and carts. And there were also, not to be, like, suspicious at all, but there were helicopters, Los Angeles County helicopters for the Sheriff's Department, just hovered in the area, <laughs> just hanging out, you know, nothing weird. Um, both above and below ground officers were in contact via, I'm assuming, radi- radio, but my sources said walkie-talkies. And I'm like... probably radios probably radios because i feel like (laughs) walkie talkies are very easy to like have other people accidentally listen into yeah so it'd be more secure to talk into
1: reliable you would think
0: oh yeah totally so i don't know there's that but there were um 16 underground checkpoints to make sure the plan was going smoothly 16 checkpoints for a a two-block tunnel walk wow isn't that crazy Fortunately, they successfully transported everything to the new wow. location. Yeah. Um, but I think personally, if they had just like slowly like put a bunch of bunny in a suitcase and just had somebody just walk down the fucking road
1: yeah it's not that hard no
0: just like that's what i always tell people like not tell people but i think in my head when people call 911 being like this guy's being suspicious and just like looking in cars it's like if you don't act suspicious people don't think about anything suspicious happening if you just are walking past a car and happen to glance in no one's going to think about that yep but if you're like searching looking in and, and looking and, like, and being all weird
1: handle, like, yeah if you've got helicopters you
0: above you? you with like a bunch of cops like talking yeah, to each other all crazy
1: probably something going on yeah and
0: people are gonna get all weird yep mm, whatever so then in 1963 jimmy lee smith and gregory powell were also transported through the tunnels after their arrests who are they do you ask? I do. Sick. Um, excellent <laughs> question, Macy. Um, have you heard of the book or movie called Onion Field? No. Neither have I. <laughs> Finally. For the first time, I have heard of something that... Wait, no. I've heard of something because of my research that Macy has not heard of. Every time I'm always like, do you know what this is? You're like, yep. I'm like, "God damn!" I always feel like such an idiot. <laughs> and every
1: time I'm like, have you heard of this movie or seen this movie? She says, nope.
0: nope. <laughs> um, so... the movie and book were inspired by those two that i just mentioned jimmy and gregory who were convicted of killing a los angeles police department officer known and that killing was known as the onion field killing based off of what i faintly remember from just like wikipedia talking about it was they had kidnapped two police officers i don't remember why but they took them to this field and they shot one and he died um i've probably will look more into it for a future episode because it was really interesting. I just didn't really want to digress too much. Um, So, yeah, those two were transported probably for their safety because nobody likes when you do that shit. Um, Killing people isn't good. So there is a woman by the name of Sandy Gibbons who was a spokeswoman for the Los Angeles... Los Angeles? (laughs) (laughs) For the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, according to... Uh, a an Los Angeles Times article in 2008. So I don't know if she's still doing that now, but in 2008 she was. And she talked to them about when she was a reporter for a city news service in 1965 and worked at the Hall of Justice, which I showed you guys. Um, And so she uh, talked about how a lot of people, like, business people would use the tunnels to get from business to business to business because a lot of, uh, like, administration buildings down there were connected and there was a lot of justice buildings down there. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of things, like, prisons and stuff, like, obviously we're talking about, like, inmates being taken back and forth. So it was very often used by workers of the area. So it was less about pedestrians now and more about workers just being conveniently... Sure. Yeah. So they don't have to deal with people. Um, But she recalls an event where these women... Nope, I'm skipping ahead. Ba ba ba. She also recalls an event during the 1970s that we all might have heard of and may or may not talk about later, but uh, it's the trial of Charles Manson. His female followers would hold a daily vigil outside of the Hall of Justice, and the women shaved X's on their heads, and they ended up learning about the tunnels. Yeah, apparently they shaved X's on their heads. Is that did you know that? No. I didn't know that either. But this is what Sandy's recalling. She would do that and then she they the women ended up learning about the tunnels. So they were like, Oh my god, we can rescue Charles and get him out of prison into safety through the tunnels. Um, obviously we all know that didn't happen, but can you imagine if it did? Like yeah. how crazy that story would That's have been. Wild. Right? Um so, then, during the Cold War, which was nineteen forty seven to nineteen ninety one the tunnels were used as fallout shelters hmm. um and then so surprising not surprising at all uh during the rains of nineteen eighty seven which was just a very strange time for Los Angeles, where they got such heavy rain that there were several mudslides and hmm. sewage spills um so it was severe enough that eighty miles of coastline was like closed. Because it was like flooding, I imagine. Holy shit! Yeah, and so during all of that, the tunnels opened up to um, be a homeless shelter for a few nights during that That's time. Not a bad idea. No, at not all. at all. Because who, like, they have nowhere else to go. So that was really nice and awesome that they that happened. Yeah. That basically covers the history of the tunnels, um, but I'm going to talk about today. Cool. So there's one tour that will take you around the tunnels. So that tour is called Cartwheel Arts Tours. Um, their underground LA tour takes two and a half hours to complete. It's not completely underground. They do some above history and stuff like that too. Um, but it is strictly just based off the tunnel's history. If you're looking for like Hollywood glitz, like this is where Marilyn Monroe used to stay, that's not what so they. So,
1: what we're going to do is we're going to stay at the Roosevelt <laughs> and then we're going to take this tour. Yes, please.
0: Okay. Please, please, please. Okay. It looks like so much fun and they're still doing it with COVID. So, if anybody's in the area interested, like. That's dope. You should totally do it. Yeah. They probably have regulations and stuff, and I'll tell you a little bit more about their rules. Um, It seems like it's pretty serious. Um, I'll talk about it. But anyways, yeah, it's not like a Hollywood, like, fun star-studded tour for this one. It's more history-related. But they do have tours like that. They do all kinds of tours. So that was just one of them that I was the most interested in. Um, So they take you through um, unmarked doors that lead to secret um, stairs. Uh, in the tunnels and those stairs would lead to various bars during prohibition yeah there was um in my source there was one in particular space beneath that they called being beneath an old hotel uh, that you would see a, a painting by an unknown artist that shows a cartoonish beer hall Which, I mean, the pictures of it, I think I'll find a picture of it and post it on our Instagram when the episode comes out. It's pretty cool, like, the art that was on it. But based off of that source, it mentioned that they didn't know the name of the speakeasy that it was. But the speakeasy fronted as a piano store. So I'm kind of thinking it was the King Eddie that they take you to. But I can't verify that because I don't know what other bars might have fronted as piano stores. Maybe they were like, oh, that's a good idea. They're doing really successfully with the speakeasy stuff and not yeah. getting caught, so maybe we'll be a piano store, too, you know? I don't know. Um, guests on the tour are required to sign forms of secrecy of where the speakeasies are just because they're still connected to operating businesses and homes. So I think I think what they don't want is just for somebody to go into a business and be like, oh my god, there's that speakeasy right below you, and then be like, whoa, 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 like, get the fuck out of my business, like, yeah. or like, this is my house, like, yeah. Maybe they don't know they're connected to that. I don't know. But according to my source, they said that that's what you have to do. Um, But otherwise, entry into the tunnels is not allowed. So if you're caught, it's like trespassing, which we mentioned earlier. Um, So uh, after learning all that, I looked up the website for Cartwheel Art Tours. And like I said, they're still doing tours during COVID. Um, And I kind of want to do it. Obviously. Yeah. Um, because in the description of the tour, they mention Prohibition-era murders. Yeah, which no. is very interesting. And I didn't talk about because I just wanted to focus on the, the tunnels, not so much Prohibition. And they reference the speakeasies that are in the tunnels are, quote, haunted by the fashionable Hollywood elite, end quote. So I have I couldn't hmm. find anything like that in my research. Like, I have easily over 10 sources. So I don't know... I'm interested in what information they have. Maybe they just have, like, maybe Frank Sinatra ends up going down there hanging with his buddies or, like, just weird Hollywood stars that would use these illegal activities. Frank Sinatra, would he be alive back then? What
1: year? 1920
0: to 1933.
1: Stand by. Something like that? He was born in 1915.
0: Okay, so he would not have been old enough to... Well, maybe he he would would have have been, been like, at the end. Well, maybe famous stars before Frank Sinatra, then. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Regardless, that's what I'm picturing. It's just that, like, they would go down there and have a drink or two, and it was like, ooh, there's a star down here. Um, Anyways, if you want to risk going down the tunnels and trespassing and possibly getting a citation and or being arrested, depending on what you're doing down there, um, you can find a secret tunnel. It's yeah, not doesn't seem that hard. no, it's not so secret at all. I literally found it in every single source <laughs> of how to get to the specific <laughs> specific um tunnel entrance um, but in one of my maps I showed where the Hall of Records is um, obviously that map isn't very good for like trying to find your way around sure. town. so it but is the,
1: you know there's maps that exist.
0: There are maps that exist and I will tell you the address of it right now. <laughs> it is two hundred and twenty two North Hill Street in Los Angeles. California. So, you can go there. And just (laughs) off the sidewalk behind the building on Temple Street, there is a secret elevator that is apparently very easy to miss. So, you must really look for it. And outside of the elevator, there are rules and hours for the tunnels posted outside. So, I guess just follow the rules. I don't know. I don't know if these, if they left this posting from when the entrance was originally made, or, like, maybe it's made now, and, like, you're allowed in this part of the tunnel.
1: You know what? I don't know. If it's posted...
0: That means you can go in there.
1: That means take a picture of that.
0: Yeah, and show the police officer Uh if you get in trouble, and be like, look, it said I could be in here from 9 a.m. to 12 a.m., or whatever it is. Um, And
1: I'm not gonna give advice, but if I were the cop responding to that, I would tell you to kick rocks and...
0: Just be done. say like that's fine. Whatever, just you can't be in here right now. Yep. Um but you just take that elevator down and there you are. You're in the tunnels. Wow. Voila. <laughs> um so it's current weird day to me that
1: there's an elevator.
0: Isn't it? That's weird to me. I don't know. That means it had to have built, been built recently. I mean, I guess no. elevators are pretty old. Yes. Whatever. We'll have to check it out. So, current day, most of these tunnels are declared an earthquake hazard and closed to the public. You could see that. Yeah. So, according to Sandy Gibbons, who I mentioned before that worked at the Hall of Justice, she said that they won't ever reopen the tunnels, basically, uh, to the public for the most part because, uh, quote, tighter security after 9-11, end quote. Which I don't know where she gets her information from. Yeah. But it makes sense to me. If somebody were to go down and just start planting bombs in all of the tunnels, like... That'd be a problem. That'd be a big problem. Like, downtown LA would be destroyed. Yeah. So, gosh, I should take that out. We're giving people (laughs) ideas. Anyways, um, but apparently there are still a few that are open. um, As not being so much of an earthquake hazard, these are classified as earthquake safe and I believe these are the ones that like business people use to get around. Right. Um, so can you imagine No. The tunnels collapsing just like um Paris did in seventeen seventy four?
1: I with think the about that all the time. Isn't that
0: crazy to think yep. that there's, like, something underneath you? I've never lived, like, in a big enough city to have, like, subways underneath me constantly. Right. Like, I can't imagine how people in New York are just, like, walking down the road knowing that there's, like, another system Through of living that. underneath them. It's yep. so weird. Um, but I guess that's just, you know, my inexperience.
1: Sure.
0: So, even though the tunnels, again, aren't used for active transportation, they run under government buildings like Clara Shortridge Foltz Criminal Justice Center, Kenneth Hahn Hall of Administration, again, the Hall of Justice, and the Stanley Mosk Courthouse. Um, I already showed you guys Exhibit A. You guys can refer back to that to see where all of those are pointed at. Um, these tunnels are now sometimes used by businesses, again, to get between buildings, um, such as the Edward Royal Federal Building is still connected to the Metropolitan District. Um, detention center through those tunnels, and one is now connected with buildings that don't exist, but it was it used to be a county jail and a county courthouse. Huh. So, again, those times that, like, the inmates or whoever was in custody would be transported back and forth without having to deal with the above world. Um, Again, all of the locations that I mentioned are on those pictures that we showed. So, you can pause, zoom in, do whatever you need to do. Um, That is uh, also my rough estimate from looking at maps and, like, kind yeah. of guessing. Right. So... If it's not perfect, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I tried. Uh, runners today even often use the tunnels when there's bad weather out. One runner was an Evelyn Tapia, who competed in Los Angeles marathons. Uh, one in particular was in 2008, and she was 71 years old. Wow. So good for her. Um, these tunnels are even used as settings for movies, movies. These tunnels are even used as settings for movies. Some films that use the tunnels are called *Alley*, JFK, and, the more commonly known, Legally Blonde 2. Hmm. I've never seen any of those.
1: Have you seen Legally Blonde? No. Oh my god!
0: Anyways. Oh my god. Anyways... Um, one of the tunnels that is considered the most well-known runs between the Hall of Records and the Kenneth Hahn Hall of Administration, and it was featured on season two of True Detective, uh, where they used it as an underground shootout scene. Hmm. So, sick. that's it for my fun facts. That's it for my history. Those are the underground tunnels of Los Angeles. Love it. Yes. A plus. Thanks. Ugh, I... Honestly didn't think I was gonna have that much information. The Los Angeles (laughs) Times article that I found really gave me ninety percent of my criteria because when I did five sources in, I had like a page. And I was like, this isn't gonna be fun. (laughs) But thankfully I got more. That's it. Wow.
1: Wow. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we have to go check out the tunnels legally. We're doing it. We're doing the tour. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. I didn't know um, about that. No. I wonder how many people go to Los Angeles and not know about that. Probably millions. Uh, yeah. Obviously.
1: 100%. Oh,
0: it's crazy, to Especially
1: me. if there's only one tour company.
0: I mean, yeah. What I mean
1: was... is, like, how did they get the exclusivity to do that? But the other part is, like, is there a demand because people know? Or mm-hmm. is there not quite the demand because people don't know, so they only need one company to do it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of leaning on the side that a lot of people don't know about it, so there's only yeah. one tour. You know, there's, like, your Hollywood star tours. There's, like, a million of those to mm-hmm. look at people's stupid houses. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I could only find the one if there's more wow. than one. I obviously didn't apparently do enough work. <laughs> but that's the one that I found that did the underground tours. Um love it. Um, one of my sources was the 13th floor, which is that horror, like,
1: what in is Denver. it?
0: In like, Denver. Yeah, it's like a haunted a house. Haunted
1: house in Denver.
0: Um, but they did, like, an article on it, and they mainly talked about the lizard people, but they talked about tours and stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't think you guys are doing tours, but they never mentioned the cartwheel art tours. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe there mm-hmm. are, and I just didn't find them. I don't know. So my bad, if you do tours of underground tunnels and I didn't mention you, please email us and I will fix that.
1: Yep, you can email us at podcast 666 at com. Yeah. Or, alternatively, you can find us at podcast on Instagram. You can DM us. Don't DM us. <laughs>
0: I hate she DMs, they give DMs. me so much anxiety. <laughs> because then, like, I have to read your message, and you know that I read your message, and I don't know how to respond, <laughs> so then I panicked with, like, oh my god, what do I say? I have to say it right now, because they know that I read it, oh. but I would like to, like, talk to Macy about what to say, and it's just, it's a lot of anxiety. So if you can email us, please, because I, you know, my anxiety is <laughs>
1: irrational.
0: Um, um,
1: you can also find us on Patreon. Yes. We would love that. Yes. We're going to have some new merch coming out.
0: Yes, we are. Once I get my shit together. Um, Real quick before we end it, hopefully you guys are still listening. Um, I have a correction to my first story. You got me too. My story before this one, not I my first. This. Um, But I had mentioned Lana Turner and she had several pregnancies during her... Life. Um, and then I mentioned that she had a couple, like maybe three, I think, um, abortions. And I, while I was doing my research for just like Hollywood in general, I learned that women of Hollywood at that time were pressured to get those abortions by the studios, by the studios mm-hmm. because of they didn't want them to lose their sex appeal or their attractiveness or whatever the fuck that they or didn't want. Or even
1: take the time
0: off. Yes. To be pregnant. Yes. So I thought that was ab- absolute bullshit. So that kind of makes me feel bad. I didn't read into the reasons why she got an abortion because yeah. that is her choice. Yeah. I thought at my time I was like if that's what she wanted, if she wanted an abortion, she has the right to have an abortion. But it makes me feel like I didn't do her justice if the studio were the ones pressuring her to have yep. that abortion. So See. if it was her choice Cool. Cool. If, if it not, was not her then choice, fuck then that you is
1: old school Hollywood. Exactly. That is yep. so
0: fucked and that makes me mad. Yeah. Especially with how much her and Marilyn got put up with being, oh, you're only the sexy girl, you can't you're the dumb blondes. So you're yeah. never gonna get anywhere. You're just right. gonna be the sexy character. It makes me so mad the way they treated them and I hope that abortion fact isn't accurate, but um, her name was listed in some of the actresses that were pressured, so... I wouldn't be
1: surprised. I wouldn't be surprised
0: either, so... Fuck you, everybody. That's it. <laughs> um...
1: My correction is a little more docile. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Joe DiMaggio was not a pitcher. He was a center fielder. I don't that know the difference. That is That's... I don't know. Nice. Okay. Well, some people might. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> um, that's all we got, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, if you guys um wanna check out Monique's um podcast, she talks about all kinds of different shit. She's kinda like us. She talks about whatever interests her, whatever is cool. She talks about her personal life and um some of her poetry that she's written, which I really love listening to, especially yeah. in her tone. Um she's just an overall great artist. She's she's very talented. So she has a her Instagram is Baby Shermart. And you can find on her bio, she has a link tree to everything she does. She does so much, and she doesn't just promote her own art. She also has ways where you can give back to the community and stuff like that that she believes in, so I, yeah. she's got a lot of great stuff going on.
1: We've got a lot of her art in our house.
0: Too much. We've been
1: <laughs> on her podcast a couple times. Yes. And just uh, a good human.
0: Yes, very so. good human. And very good artist. So you can find... We have sticker collaborations with her on our Patreon that you guys will get if you become a patron. Um, You also will get an exclusive free t-shirt. Uh, It's not free because you're paying for Patreon, but it's a t-shirt yeah. Um, of our logo on a shirt, which we will have open for the general public, so maybe we'll come up with something super special for patrons, but right now we're kind of... Trying to work on getting people a lot of really cool things, because I, I mean, we ordered a sample of the shirts and we love them, so I'm just going through school and I've got a lot of stuff going on with my personal life, so trying to get that in will happen next week when I'm not so busy. Totally. Sorry it's taken so long since Bear. we talked about it, like, I don't know, a couple episodes ago. Oh, whatever. It's fine. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got.
1: Okay. Bear, are no. you saying bye this week? No, time? she's not. <laughs> she's in trouble. She's in trouble. <laughs> okay.
0: The other Cass and Ronnie say bye. They that they matter. Oh. She's fine.